Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road. Today he's in El Paso, Texas. My guest is a stand-up comedian and actor who has appeared on The Office, The Late Show with David Letterman, Comedy Central, Showtime, MTV2, The Arsenio Hall Show, and much more. He is always on the road with shows coming up in San Jose, San Francisco, Sacramento, Hartford, and right here in Tampa. We're going to put aside, for all intents and purposes, talk about music and explore a different facet of the entertainment business today and certainly have some laughs along the way. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Mike E. Winfield. Wow, I've been on a lot of stuff and nobody listening even knows who I am. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening, Bruce? Mike, it's really cool having you on the show. Thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk with me. Out of my schedule, I'm in El Paso, Texas. I have nothing but time right now, man. <laughs> you mean you're not looking yeah, at like man. this long itinerary that goes from the, the the time you finish this show right up until like midnight? <laughs> oh man, I'm just looking out my window and just seeing uh, why I know I'm not going to leave. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I'm so close to the border too. Who knew, man? You see all these people lined up against the border. You're like, oh, I wonder what they're about to do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just going to write material and look forward to performing tonight. Cool. And uh, that'll be my life. That's my life tonight. Well, I'll tell you what. I certainly appreciate all the listeners of my show all around the country, not to mention around the world. But for this one, I, w- I won't be disappointed if the uh, El Paso uh, tourism bureau doesn't tune in for this one. <laughs> hey, you know what? I wish they would, and then maybe they could meet up and take me to places where. I mean, you know that this is interesting. El Paso, Texas, was voted by one of the top five safest cities in um, in Texas, and someone's like, "Wow, that's interesting." I found out it's because when people. With the car, they dump the bodies across the border. <laughs> so it, it doesn't count. <laughs> they found a glitch in the system. That's an interesting way to put stuff. You know, they find that, that border and they throw them over. Yeah, when they put an asterisk next to those statistics, it's a real long explanation down at the bottom saying, well, here's here's really what you need to know about this listing that we're giving you. <laughs> Yeah, read the asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Mike, normally we have a guest on who has some original music that we play, and then we start off the show by having them talk about the song that the show started with. I, I'm curious, what about you? Have you ever been musically inclined at all, or, or has it always been all about making people laugh? Nah, man. Um, sometimes I get on road trips, 
And then I'll play music in the car and I'll start to freestyle rap. Uh-oh. I hope no one ever hears it. <laughs> I hope it never gets out. But yeah, man, I feel very musically inclined when I'm alone and no one's around. It's like that person in the shower. Exactly. They're killing it. Exactly. Yeah, I think I'm killing it. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 if, uh, so if the listeners are scurrying to iTunes right now, you can search all you want, but unfortunately you're not going to find anything on there of, of Mike doing, doing anything but comedy, right? It's just comedy, man. And, you know, uh, I take pride in writing a joke. Like, I bet uh, musicians feel is writing some music, man. It's like such a pride. It's such a good feeling when you, you put the pen to the paper and then people across the country relate to some of the stuff you're saying. It makes the world not as big as it appears, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's one thing to have a great sense of humor and be able to make people laugh, but to actually decide... This is what I'm going to do. What gave you the confidence that, yeah, I can, I can make a go of this? Man, you, you know, I watched successful people on TV, and the question was, why can't I? Ah. Why can't I? You know, wow. they're doing it. Are they better than me? I don't necessarily think like that. So I'm like, why can't I, man? And, you know, maybe it started from my mom. She always said you can do whatever you want, and you know you hear it enough, you start to believe it. <laughs> awesome. So, um, and I also think it's a little part of something in you. I'm naturally motivated. Like I want to win, and I think there's driven people in this world that just want stuff. And uh, I would probably put myself on that list. So. Why not tour and be a comedian? Why not make a career out of it? And it's working, and I haven't looked back since I left the uh, grocery store or college or anything. So. <laughs> well, who, who were who were some of those people that, that you did used to watch on TV and say, why can't that be me? Man, it was like so many ranges, but it started with like Eddie Murphy. I saw Eddie Murphy in front of a... Uh, uh, an arena of people and all he was doing was talking crap. You know, that's all he was doing was making fun of people and I'm like, you getting paid? To do this? <laughs> it's, it's like, man, I did that in school. No one handed me a check or some cash or nothing. Like, man, what am I doing in life? Yeah, all they handed you, know? you is a slip to go down to the principal's office. Yeah, that's how you get his quiet time. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Winfield, would you take this down to the principal? <laughs> Right. So, Why? What does it say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get an award? How funny I was in class today? <laughs> no. No, you're not. All right, man. So it's interesting. It's like there's so many careers. Like in life in the beginning, a lot of times you're always told to be, you know, doctor, lawyer, blank, this, full-time job. But, man... I'm all on finding what you feel you're meant to do and pursuing it. And don't worry about the money. It'll come. Awesome. You know, I understand people do have to make a living. And it's priorities are interesting, too, man, because, you know, you could have a family first and then decide, oh, I want to find it. Well, it's not going to work the same now because you have other things to worry about. Input first, so it's tricky, man. Life is tricky yeah. that way sometimes. What a great attitude you have, though. I, I I wonder because you said that it was it was a real range. Who who else would would you have been watching that that was maybe not in the same category as a guy like Eddie Murphy? Like, well, you know, you see a lot of 
you know, videos, man. So I remember watching like Arsenio Hall and then tons of comedians would come on there. I remember yeah. like Chris Tucker's and, um, man, I mean, I who from back in the day, I used to watch like, um, oh man, it's just such a, I have such a list, man. It's like David Tells, Mitch Hedberg. There's just so many comedians and different styles and, just people who make it interesting. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess tough question, but well, but I wonder then once once you did make that decision, like okay, this is this is what I'm going to do. I can I can make a go at this. Speaking strictly in terms of comedy, because as I mentioned in the intro, you you do act as well. But just in terms of comedy, did you actually go through formal training at some point in your career? Whether it was say you know something like improv, I'm thinking like Upright Citizens Brigade or the like, or, or did you just kind of jump into it and say I'll figure it out as I go? Uh, well, the the training in comedy is just being in front of people as much as you can. So open mics. And it's not about the greatest open mic where it's well attended. You just have to get used to being in front of people. So that was the training. Wow. You just get, get the heart to go up. And those nerves kick in for a long time. And once you're able to combat the nerves, um, you just keep going. And the thing about stand-up is once you hear the laugh, it's an adrenaline rush. And then it becomes an addiction. And then anything else you have going on in your life is ruined because of that addiction. (laughs) Because you want the laugh. You want success. And you're willing to do anything. I know guys that do this now. I used to do this. You drop two hours for five minutes of material. Two minutes. I mean, two hours just so you can get on someone's stage for five minutes. For no pay. Wow. It's, just, it's crazy what you do out of that passion and that love for that laugh. Nothing like it. That's why I compare it to a drug. I'm, I'm not sure I'm understanding two hours for two hours for five minutes. What, 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 is, what, what exactly is that? So let's just say I was in Sacramento. I would, draw, I would know there was a, a show in San Jose that some guy's like, man, you can come down. I can't really promise you anything, but you can perform. So you would drive two hours from Sacramento to San Jose, California, and it would be this packed crowd. And you would go up and do your little punk five minutes that you haven't even developed yet, that you're working on every day. And you would get some laughs, and you wow. would just feel fulfilled. It like it would do it for you. It would be like, oh man, this feels great. You spent all this gas money, you lost money to go, but the feeling that allowed you to go through with this was worth it. And that's the joy of comedy. And I'm guessing that it was probably also two hours, meaning that maybe it was okay from eight to ten. We're going to be doing this, so I'll I'll give you five minutes out of those two hours, and and in those two hours, you know, people are probably seeing what is that like two dozen comics that are up there, and you're saying that yeah. you just get so you just get such a rush doing your five minutes that you're like, I don't care that there was twenty three other guys up there, man, I killed. Yeah, you don't care about that, you know. And early comedians are very delusional. I want to say when you're with your first. First through six years, guys are delusional. Guys are like, oh my gosh, I killed it. Guys don't know what killing it is for a long time. You have to really study comedy to know, you know, there's flutes and things can happen, but killing it, 
it's like you're having an impact on people, you know. People want to reach out and see you again. They hit you up like, hey, man, that joke you had is like, my mom is going to that same. And, you know, that's killing. There's guys wow. who just get drunk and go on stage, and they just didn't even see what happened. They did a whole bunch of other people's jokes or mm. that, doing, you know, unoriginal stuff. And it's, it's, it's weird like that sometimes, you know. Wow, that's it's interesting. Weird. But at the same time, I, I you know, just because you, you didn't really talk about you know going through an actual formal training, you're you're not against that, right? So if there's young if there's young people that are listening that are saying like, hey, I'm pretty funny, like I, I I'd like to try my hand at it, like you still would encourage them to go and get training if they wanted to, right? Because I know like here in Tampa, I've I've seen you know one of the one of the comedy clubs that will advertise you know, that you can go through, go there and, and go through some training over, you know, whatever, six, eight sessions. I, I don't know how many it is. Yeah, those things can be great because what they do is they force you to do it. So if you're signed up, you're going through with it. And a lot of people need that extra push. Uh, so, yeah, I recommend anything that's going to make you do it because my advice is if you're thinking about it, stop being a chump. Do it. <laughs> Stop writing forever and saying, I got a lot of great stuff in my book. I've always wanted to try it. You know, no. Do it. Go somewhere. Stop putting brakes on yourself because you're never going to know how it feels. You might not like it or you might love it, but you're not going to know unless you get up. And too many people are afraid and fear is evil. Fear is the devil. Fear is not, I mean, it's real, but yeah, I get it. Speaking in front of people is like the biggest fear of the world, you know, for a lot of people. But you're not going to know unless you do it. And that's one thing, man. I've, I've been willing to take risks. And I think if you were able to take risks, you're going to find new things. You're going to have new success. Yeah, and you know, I, I like I like that encouragement that you're giving people. Like, you know, don't just sit there and, and talk about it because it, it reminds me. I did an interview back on episode 48 with Susan Golden, and she talked about, you know, that she was too afraid of of trying to learn to sing. She just thought that she couldn't sing at all, and there was something that she signed up for, and she said, "Well, just because I signed up for it, I don't really have to go." And then she kind of called them and was like. If this thing isn't still going to happen, is it? Yeah, you can just, you know, one step closer, one step closer, all signs, all signs were pointing to yes. And, and I'm not doing the story justice, so listeners, go back and, and listen to episode 48 with Susan Golden. But inevitably, you know, she ended up getting up that morning and, and going to this thing that she signed up for at the university. And, and as she called it, um, you know, she, she found her singing voice. Um, so you're right. If, if someone's sitting there with a whole notebook full of material, it's like, well, let's hear it. You know, don't write it. Like, let's hear it. Go, go do it somewhere. Like, drive two hours or drive two minutes, but let's hear it. Go on a stage somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's important because you have, a lot of people have that thought. They're like, I want to try it. I would like to see how it feels. If for nothing else, get it out of your system. So you don't have to talk about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting as a performer because I've talked to people afterwards and so many people, so many, um, sorry, so many people look at us and they're like, man, it looks so easy. And that's, that's called talent after you're able to just make something look simple. But it's not always. Yeah, so you just have to attempt it and get it out your system. Yeah, you know? I mean that's certainly a huge compliment for them to tell you, man. You you make that look so easy. You know, it's like good. <laughs> it's supposed to come out <laughs> supposed to come across that way. Right. 
Right. Absolutely, man. Well, so what about acting? Did you do acting classes and, and get all kinds of formal training? And you know, and, and and how did you launch yourself into that field, into acting? So what I'm learning is acting classes never end. So you can t- take one, but that's not enough to get to the talent of these DiCaprio's and these Denzel Washington's and these guys who are like really skillful. It's just like comedy. It's an art form that takes work, years of being in front. So I'm still like, I want to say early actor, whereas I feel like I'm more veteran comic, you know, Uh and I'm still taking acting classes. I'm still auditioning for stuff and, um, it's a fun process. If you just have to love to entertain, you're going to find a way to make it work. Wow, and that's I think cool. that's where I'm at right now. I just, I love doing it, so I'm going to make it work. You know, I'm trying to sell my own show right now. And with that, you know, I got to get some skill and I got to be, you know, charismatic in front of the camera and it's a bunch of factors. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I love your attitude. It's, it's great. Oh man, thanks, man. And you know, I'm just like, I'm pushed and I'm like, I love to want it. That's fun, man. I hear guys talk about like the hustle and the grind. If you can love that aspect of it, once you get successes, it's just all the better, you know, because you love the entire process and not only when good things happen. Yeah. And you know, another thing is I I hear the same thing in, in the podcasting industry that people say, if you have an idea for a podcast, just start it. Just don't sit there and wait until you have all the boxes checked and say, now I'm ready to start my show. Granted, it's easy for me to sit here and say, you know, when I've done this for a year and a half and, you know, I've got this great facility here, Crystal Blue Sound Studios, but at the same time, the show has changed so much from when I first launched it a year and a half ago that, like you're saying, you know, you're going to take an acting class and go, huh, wow, learned a lot. Well, guess what? Do another class and you're going to learn a lot more. And six months later, you're going to go, boy, oh boy, I can't believe how much there is to this acting thing. And, and I still don't know everything that I need to know by a mile. Yeah, man. I hear like 20-year vets in comedy are still learning. Wow. They're still enjoying the process of growing and becoming bigger, man. Wow. It's, it's, it's amazing how it works, man. There's always something new to pick up. There's always a new skill. And putting what you learn into action is learning from your mistakes. That's like a life lesson, you know? So you sound to me like somebody that would get excited by that and not, not get discouraged. Because I think some people would say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You mean after 20 years, there's still going to be stuff I'm going to have to be learning about what I'm doing? And, and I think that would discourage some people. And you sound like someone who goes, man, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, so extremely. It's it's like, I'm feeling greatness. My goal is greatness. So I can't stop. I have to go. I have to. And I, I like what I'm doing, but I know where it can go and become. You know, writing jokes and, like, putting your life on stage is exciting. It's fun. But, man, I'm still, I'm still, like, I can dissect it even more. I can connect even more, you know? And again, just a fun process, man, of growth. Growing is a great feeling. 
Very cool. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road, specifically El Paso, Texas, it's stand-up comedian and actor Mike E. Winfield. Visit his official website at www.mikewinfield.com. Get on his mailing list there for exclusive content for free things that I will not disclose to entice you to go to his website. Mike is also very much on social media. Check him out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, I mentioned at least five different cities in the intro where he will be performing. Be sure to get on his website for specific dates so you can purchase tickets. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Mike, in terms of stand-up comedy, you certainly look for affirmations such as ticket sales and obviously laughter and applause. But how rewarding is it for you to see all the posts that people put on your website, your social media, they're congratulating you, they tell you they, they enjoyed the show, those types of things? You know, it's good when you do see posts because then you know people are listening. You know people like, it, it, it's a lot to just laugh and applaud, but to make the next step of finding you and writing a message to you, mm. that's just a whole other, that's another step closer to, you know, just another another part of it. So, yeah, yeah, man, it means a lot, you know. And, and I, at first I did comedy just because I wanted last. And now that I'm, like, getting further in it, I feel the responsibility. I feel the power I have. I feel like I'm talking. And I get 200 people a night who are really listening to me, and they're, like, like probably taking some of the stuff I say with them. So I can't just throw garbage on stage. I can't speak recklessly. I have to just, you know, I feel that, like, you know, uh, um, the, the lowest level of a leadership position. Hmm. That's how I feel, man. Like, I'm no president or anything like that, you know? I'm no civil rights activist or anything, you know? But, man, I know comedians are often quoted, you know? <laughs> comedians are quoted. People, like, live by comedians. You know, there's people that quote Chris Rock quote still. You know, it's... it's it's a wild world we live in, man. <laughs> yeah, and when those when those audience members do go to work on Monday, and the guy next to him says, "What did you do this weekend, man?" Uh, I went to a comedy show. Yeah, who was it? Mike E. Winfield. We all know the next thing the guy's going to say back to him is, "Was he any good?" You know, so right. if, no, no, of course, right. <laughs> so if he starts whipping out, you know, ten percent of your material, you're like, "Wow, this dude hung on to that stuff for like forty eight hours and is is reciting this back to his coworker." That's awesome. Yeah, man, I had a cool post, man. Like, I read everything, but one of them that stuck out, this girl, writes to me, and I don't know how it comes up, but she's just like, she told me that for her hour drive, I mean, she drove an hour to see the show, but she said with her hour back, all they did in the car was quote the jokes from the show. Wow. 
So wow. this is great, man, to know that stuff is just kicking it. It's landing. And I'm working with one of my first, like, my debut hour special. So that's currently what I'm in the works for right now. And I've wanted this forever, but I'm glad it's happening now because I get more and more time to just become a polished act versus just, you know, more green. So... Are, are you at liberty? Are you at liberty to disclose details about that 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 you're working on, or, or is it kind of hey, have me back on the show, and you know, in a few months, and maybe maybe we'll be closer. I would probably say that. Like I would tell you everything now. I just have a producer who shot a few, uh, shot a bunch of specials. Man, he has a big IMDb page, and a lot of the ones he shot have either went to Netflix and Comedy Central, and. I uh, was in Minneapolis last week. I did seven shows, and I was able to um, record, and I had to show him exactly what I want to put together. And I made that. I shipped it off, and then I'm just waiting for the next step, which will be like, you know, what you can and can't do or, you know, where we're going to shoot and that type of process. So that's why I'm at with it right now. So is it too early to, to talk about kind of, you know, where you want to see this end up in terms of being broadcast, you know, in terms of a carrier? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I would love for it to be on like a Netflix. It's almost like where I would ideally, you know, and of course Comedy Central is huge. Yeah. Comedy Central is big. But however it can be the ability for people to share it, is what I want because uh-huh. my goal, you know, now that I'm hearing like when after shows, people will retweet my lines or you know <laughs> write the stuff that I said, and if, if it has that ability to be passed around like that, I want it somewhere where it shares the most because gotcha. you know it's, it's not even a financial thing for me. Yeah, I need money or whatever, but for me right now, the exposure is huge. Gotcha. I just want for people to see it. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. I worked on this. Proud of it. So I would just love people to view it. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is be careful about being too exclusive online. An act that I'm familiar with has themselves on gigsalad.com, but only on gigsalad.com. As a result, when it comes to promoting their live performances, there's no Facebook or Twitter, and thus the followers on there, to leverage to get people to the shows, which certainly doesn't please the venue and its booking manager. Give yourself a better chance at not only getting bookings, but getting repeat bookings because you can bring a crowd to your shows. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. We've only briefly alluded to this earlier, but since I'm always asking songwriters about their process and whether they like to songwrite by themselves or do mostly co-writes, and then they talk about things like where they get their inspiration, I'm curious, how how about for you as it, as it relates to coming up with new material? My life is that simple, so I don't have to think. I'm like living it. 
And now all I have to do is say how much is like, I only have an hour. Crap. What, what am I going to keep? Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm married. My wife's older. I got a stepson. Me and him are close to age. I call him stepman. Like that in his own is like, boom, that's already uh, a storyline full of substance. So it's just always something new and it's always something to write about. Like everyday stuff is like what people relate to the most, I think. Yeah, and that's that's a big contrast because we do have lots of songwriters that come on this show and they talk about, well, you know, I go into a co-write session for a couple hours and we sit there with a blank piece of paper and it's like, okay, what do you got? And it's like, wow, talk about pressure. So, you know, for you, it's like, hey, I'm just living this stuff every day and I I don't know, you probably you probably record your your ideas, you know, into your smartphone or or, or jot it down if you're in a hotel or whatever. Oh, yeah, daily. I record every show and I write. I write. I, I carry a book. I like to write it down. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't have a book, then of course, yeah, I'll throw it in the phone. But yeah, I'm just writing down. And as a comedian, man, it's simple stuff. It's, we got jokes about crossing the street or, you know, in the hotel room lobby, you know. It's, you can write about anything if you have the skill to make it funny. That's all people want to do is laugh, you know. Well, I'm curious, when you just said you record every show, is it to listen back to hear where the biggest laughs were? Is it to, to specifically hone in on your own delivery and say, oh, I put the emphasis on the wrong word in that joke? Or, or, or what, are you, what, are you li- what are you listening for when you play those back? Yeah, I'm, I'm just listening how to make my ideas stronger. So there's jokes that'll get a laugh, but it's like, okay, I know that's funny. So maybe huh. I got to turn some words around wow. and, you know, flip it so it can really get to the point because I'm not getting to the point the way I'm trying to. So wow. that's, that's fascinating. What you do. You're studying. You're really studying yourself so you can be the greatest version of yourself on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fascinating. Uh, a few years ago, there was a video that went viral of a guy who was sound asleep in the audience while you were doing your stand-up. I think what really impressed me watching that back was how you were able, in a, in a totally unscripted moment, obviously, to come up with so many one-liners and still seem completely comfortable and relaxed. Oh, man. You know, that was just a fun moment. The crazy part is how many other times that's happened where it wasn't recorded. <laughs> <laughs> It's wild. I had it, I had it happen. It wasn't like a guy falling asleep, but like last week in Minneapolis, we get the same thing with this lady. She can't stop laughing. <laughs> so she's laughing loud. So I address it, which makes it worse. <laughs> now she really can't stop laughing. So then it's just one liner after one liner. Something about she's about to have the baby. Hope she doesn't die laughing, however, how funny that would be. And it's just like line, 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 but there was no camera. Oh, no. <laughs> so every, every show is live. So you don't know what's going to happen. So when this guy passed out that day, it just. I don't even know how it happened. It just happened to be a camera there, and boom, you know, here we go. And poor guy, he was exhausted. Like, it did look like he got off of, like, 
three separate work shifts and decided to <laughs> sit in the front row and pass out in the front row of a cavity show. That's a mistake, man. <laughs> well, the audience member okay. was named Ruben, which you probably could have turned into a whole recurring joke at your shows, like the lady last week, like, uh-oh, I think this lady is going to win the Ruben tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Everyone, Ruben, where's that guy? But, yeah. And man, the sad part, he, he fell asleep, and then when he wakes up, he apologizes, and I'm like, nah, man, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> yeah, because it shows you up on stage saying, no, man, you just gave me X amount of minutes of material at your expense. It was great. <laughs> it's like, go back to sleep, dude. <laughs> it was so wild. What people don't see in this video, and I want everybody to look up. You can look it up on my website, or you can go to Mike E. Sleeper. You know, and it'll pop up. But what you don't see in the video is once I noticed he was asleep and decided to just, you know, play with him, uh, the audience was so helpful. They were untangling the cord to make sure I was wow. able to get down there. They were, like, keeping quiet so we didn't wake him. And then he wasn't waking up where it got scary. Like, yo, is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he eventually woke up, but... Man, everyone wanted to see this happen. It was so it was a lot of fun. But see that that particular scene that we're talking about and then the one that you described last week in Minneapolis, it still says something about your your I don't want to say your preparation because you don't know those moments are gonna happen, but your skill, your ability to be right on time with I don't want to say an unlimited number of one liners, but enough to really stretch it and and make a bit out of it. And that's why I wondered back early on when I mentioned something like Upright Citizens Brigade or, or some improv classes, you know, where did you develop that? Because that's that's a skill, Mike, you know, for you to see these different things going on in the audience, listen to this lady and telling yourself as the jokes are coming out of your mouth, you're going, Okay, this lady over here isn't stopping laughing. I need to I need to go to work on her. I mean, are you writing those in your head on the fly or is it just man? And I'm just feeling the moment. I think what happens is after countless performances, you build this confidence that everything's easy. Wow. So on a given night now, I don't have to go out there hoping I do well. I've done that. I'm looking for what's new. I want something new and special to happen. And... That's where you, it comes from. That's how you're able to do it. You're just so confident. You've performed over a thousand times. You've performed so much that stand-up is like, you don't take it for granted. You love it the same, but it's a different effort. There's different muscles you're working out, and that's one of the different muscles you're working out is mm. how to just go in the audience, and people love that. They mm-hmm. love being talked about. They love, I mean, you would think, oh, man, this person's mad afterwards. No, they talk about it at work the next day. <laughs> it's like some people's moment of their lives where they're like, man, you should have thought of the one show. They talked about me. People love it. Yeah, that's usually the person that's slouching down and making sure they don't make eye contact with you. And then, like you say, 10 years later, people are still saying, remember that time we went to that show? Man, he picked on you like crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's not my goal. Like, I don't show up to shows to just bash or get anyone. You just go with what's in the moment, you know? And I think yeah. that's the beauty of live stand-up. Is 
whatever happens, happens, you know? There's no editing to the people who are there, you know? Well, but let me put you on the spot just a little bit, because is there any fear that you do what, what you've done here, come on a show like this and say, hey, you know, when you've done it as long as I have, you just have the confidence about you, and you don't worry. Situations pop up in the audience, you're going to be fine. Is there a fear that, uh-oh, you know, someone someone's going to show up at some point and do something just, you know, just because sometimes people can be dumb like that and say, I'm going to really get this guy tonight. It, you know, do, do you, is there some element out there where you do worry about those jokers that it's like, come on, you know, this is just sit back and, and chill out and have a, have a good time on a Saturday night with your date and, and don't try to be the show. Zero, Bruce. Wow. You know what? Wow. I, I have this energy about myself that I've identified that when people are around me, everyone's at ease. It's just cool, man. Wow. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's a gift. I don't know what it is, man. I'm seldom heckled, if ever. And I don't know the bigger meaning or purpose of this, if there is, but I do know when people around me, man, it's just a calm. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's wild, man. And uh, it's a part of self-discovery, something that I guess I'm still learning about myself. But, yeah, there's like... I have nothing to worry about. Yeah, God bless you. What a what a you know what a great piece to have about yourself to go on stage and say I got this. You know, it's just kind of just kind of comes natural to me. So you know, God bless you because I'm sure that you know there are probably a good number of people out there that would say, well, yeah, I'm I'm always worried about something like that happening. And you're going, well, yeah, there might be, but I'm not one of them. Yeah, man, definitely a blessing. Nothing I ever take for granted, man. It's just. And just keep rolling with it, you know. Very cool. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road, El Paso, Texas today, it's stand-up comedian and actor Mike E. Winfield. Visit his official website at www.mikewinfield.com. Get on his mailing list there for exclusive content for free. Mike is also very much on social media. Check him out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I mentioned at least five different cities back in the intro of the show where he's going to be performing. Be sure to get on his website for specific dates so you can purchase tickets to go see him in person. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. It makes it extremely convenient to get the show every week on time. It downloads automatically each time that a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you as well. Very much appreciate everyone who's out there listening every week. Check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. And go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Uh, Mike, I've been mentioning that you do a lot of shows so I wonder if you would talk a little bit about life on the road. This is very different from those that we normally have on the show. You know, being in a band where you've got other people that you're traveling with, and then you go to sound check, maybe even have a, a pre-show meet and greet. Uh, plus, you do multiple shows in one city, meaning that you're there for a few days. So how do you manage the daytime aspect of being a comedian that's working the clubs at night from city to city? Well, 
Yeah, well, during the day, I uh, I get a lot of lobby coffee. And then <laughs> sometimes I'll go find some cream, man. Like, I'll find it at the store so I can use my own flavored cream. <laughs> and I have incense in my room. <laughs> it's weird, man. But I got incense. I got coffee all day. I got a laptop and an iPad both up. And I have about three or four notebooks open. Wow. And this is my, my office. Because when I'm at home, my family is just, is, is man, there's a lot of energy roaming around the house, man. I got the wife. I got, you know, everyone's around, so I can't get this peace. Yeah. So it's a goal of mine to just be able to use this quiet room to just write and to produce. And I get so much more done when I'm traveling because of that. I get this quiet room. I get to listen to what shows, you know, that I recorded from last night. I get to take notes and write new jokes. And I develop so much more when I'm just, it's not about the town, man. I've seen it at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't have to tour. I don't have to find out where they have the best donut. You know, I just literally, <laughs> I just want to get work done. That's it. It's fun for me. It conjures up images of uh, Chevy Chase in the original Vacation movie saying, "Unless you, um, that is unless you don't want to see the largest ball of twine, which is just four short hours away. <laughs> right. All right, which were all classics, man. I haven't seen this new one, this new reboot, but, uh, man, those Chevy Chase classics, man. Right? <laughs> I mean, classics were amazing. Well, I'm glad you shared that with us, though, because I, you know, I think a lot of people would say, you know, what else is he supposed to do? He probably sleeps all day. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm glad you kind of gave us a peek inside there. And I mean, to, I can, you know, you can almost visualize what what the setup looks like in there with with everything that you described that you have around you. I am curious when you say that you record your shows every night. How specifically? I mean, do you just is there a sound guy that's recording them for you, or are you just kind of putting out your own listening to, or a recording device somewhere? Or how how do you capture all those? Yeah, I have a digital. It's a digital audio recorder and I just put it on stage and then when it's time to work I just plug in the things in my earphones and I just listen to the show from last night wow and I do and every once in a while I'll pull out my like my my, my video camera just so I can see how I'm looking lately uh -huh. but now I'm very focused on content so all I need is the audio portion and gotcha. uh, that's what I do that's pretty much the process well, since this show is always geared in large part toward up-and-comers, uh, what about those who are trying to break into either comedy or acting? Uh, and as I said at the beginning, we're, we're putting aside music for, for all intents and purposes on this episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. Uh, any words of advice um, to, to those that are trying to break into either comedy or acting or both? Well, comedy, like I've said, you just have to find the nearest open mic. Find... And then you meet people that'll tell you, oh, yeah, you know, there's another one on Thursday, and you have to go. And so a lot of people like to go and watch first. Nothing wrong with mm -hmm. that. But, you know, just find out where it is. Prepare something, because that's the mistake I made when I very first went. I thought I was, I thought guys were freestyling. Uh -huh. So I attempted that, and it was the worst. It was the worst. There was, <laughs> yeah. So prepare something. 
try you don't have to be up there long do three minutes your first time you know try whatever you wrote and uh that's how i believe you break in it's by going and then returning and then making what you don't have to do something new every time just trying to make what you have better as far as acting you know there's a lot of um like plays and theaters and you just got to show up and they point you in directions like, you know, we do this and they have improv classes around and you just find stuff. And, but it, it takes you leaving and making the effort to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're just about in the home stretch here. I, I, I wonder, um, just want to take a, a, a minute or two to get into some of the, some of the fluff, uh, if you will. David Letterman show, The Office. I, I gave a whole list at the beginning of this episode. Are those two, uh, David Letterman show and The Office, are those two maybe the biggest highlights for you? And, and if so, I guess what's your, your best memory of each? And, and I guess if not, what was a bigger career highlight than, than those two? Man, so The Office, absolutely um, amazing because I was coming from the comedy world and then I land an audition and I'm around guys who have been acting like twice as long as I even been doing stand-up. So wow. everyone was just strikingly talented. It was wild, you know, and, um, and they were so nice. Everyone was so nice. So the atmosphere was just loose and fun and being a fan of the show, it's wild, too, because I'm a fan of a show, and then I'm there. So then it becomes surreal. Yeah. But now, I'm literally, when they're recording in other places, I'm in the literal office just looking around like, oh, I can't believe I'm in this spot. This is crazy. <laughs> you know? So that's how I feel. Like, I can't believe this is wild. And, yeah, and that was, like, one of my uh, cool memories from that, you know, and... Uh, like David Letterman, man, just kicked back. I was waiting the entire performance to be nervous. Hmm. Like, all right, I guess some of this is about to happen. All right, I know it's coming. Wow. And it just never happened. And I don't know if I was either that prepared, which I think, you know, I probably did my set in the mirror like over 70 times. Just so <laughs> I, could, like, I didn't have to think about it. Like, I literally could just recite it, you know, backwards. But... They didn't also perform it on the Letterman show, man. They didn't, you didn't see any of the cameras. Hmm. So all it looked like you were doing was walking out to a studio audience and just performing. Wow. So that was my element. That yeah. was, I was definitely in my element of performance. So again, that was just nothing. So I was happy with the performance and um, it got out and it opened up a lot of doors for me. So that part was great. Yeah, and listeners, and go on Mike's website. There's a picture of him sitting at David Letterman's desk. Right, you can see that. Or if you if you just, like, YouTube my name and do, like, the bread joke or grocery, you can see some clips from the, the Letterman set. And, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, nowadays, like, I'm having fun. I did an MTV2 show, and it's gauged by how many people retweet your jokes or respond to you and wow. um that's great too man because that means they like really thought you were funny and stuff and they hit you up online and it's pretty cool yeah 
Well, you talked about you talked about the you know the project that you're doing the one hour special. Is is that kind of the next big target, or is or is there still maybe one other big goal of yours that that's on your radar, or or is that kind of what we should be looking for uh, in the immediate future from Mike Winfield? In the immediate, well, there's a movie that yeah, it's like to bring it up is weird because I can't really talk about it, but uh, maybe in a couple months we'll talk again and I will be able to talk about it. But I did. Uh, I'm in a movie. Um, coming out in 2016, which is great. Um, the special is definitely immediate because I'm going like full blast on all the details and logistics to make this, you know, ready and soon. And then I have a producer for a TV show that I've been working on for a long time. So we're going through the process of that right now. And that's a fun development coming along. So. Yeah, you know, Twitter, I'm, like, heavy on Facebook, I'm on, you got to find it, but, yeah, the media is, is those things right there. All right, awesome. Well, and and, and myself, being a, a, a publicist, I, you know, I'm always quick to point out those are... Those are great reasons, listening audience. Those are great reasons to to stay tuned uh, with Mike's website, with all his social media, so you can keep up on all these developments that he's not really at liberty to disclose all the details for yet. But certainly, uh, we'll all be watching closely. And, and Mike, thanks ever so much. This has been a blast. I really appreciate you doing the show today. No, absolutely, man. This is a lot of fun. So thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's definitely do this again sometime. Cool, yeah. Well, you're going to be down here in Tampa in a few months, so we may just have to have you come in the studio and we'll do uh, Mike Winfield Part 2. Hey, that'd be great, man. Yeah, playing side splitters out there with uh, my man Bobby Jewell. It's uh, oh, such a fun club and always a great turnout, too. Nice, nice. Well, that will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to stand-up comedian and actor Mike E. Winfield. Be sure to check out his website at www.mikewinfield.com and engage with him on social media. So like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. And for that matter, tell him you heard his interview on Now Hear This Entertainment. And remember that on his website, you can sign up for his mailing list, which will get you exclusive content for free. And of course, look in the upcoming shows section there for where and when he'll be appearing so you can go see him live. And don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That does really help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter, and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, all on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their great new website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again next week on another edition of Now Hear This Entertainment.